Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pick Me Up Pod by Dollop. Uh, I am your host, Sophie. I'm here today with my wonderful friend, Lindsay, the boss, Poss. Uh, Lindsay's a host of the Meta Woman podcast, which you guys uh, should definitely go check out. I'll leave it in the show notes. And she's also the owner of Lotus Partners, where she consults on marketing and strategy for crypto and gaming projects. Hello, Lindsay. How are you doing? Oh my gosh, Sophia, I'm so excited to be here. It's very, it really is weird being on the other side. I'm so used to being the one to give the spiel and do the intro and all that. So already off to a weird start. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for hopping on. You were actually, or your podcast was actually one of the things that encouraged me to start this podcast. And like, you have helped me a lot along the way, just with like all your insights. Um, and your podcast is like so impressive. That's, that really means oh a lot. And I hope as you get into it, like the, the feedback truly is one of my favorite parts about it. Um, just building a community of people who actually care about the people you have on and the stories you tell is just an absolutely amazing feeling. So as this grows and grows and grows, I, I hope that you will enjoy getting feedback as much as I do. It's so fun. Absolutely. Amazing. Okay, perfect. Well, just to kick things off, um, how are you doing today? Um, I know this is quite a vulnerable, vulnerable topic to dip into everything having to do with your period. So just like, set the scene. How are things going? <laughs> uh, you know, it's been it's been a bit of a trying time in, in the past household. Um, I, I recently had a knee surgery, so I've been a little off and I actually, I was I was just noting to you before the show that I did also just start my period a couple of days ago. Being able to balance on one leg while you have your period is just like a weird experience. Uh, <laughs> trying to put the deep cup in and all that. Like, it's just, you know, it's been a time. Uh, but I've been trying really hard. I, I am generally a very positive person and have come off an amazing kind of two or three months building my business and, and doing the podcast and doing all this really fun travel and cool stuff. Um, so now that I'm in a, a slower period, I'm trying just to to calm down and, and be thankful for the fact that I got to travel and do so much before I had to have surgery um, and just to kind of enjoy the the time of resting and relaxing, even though that's not my usual MO. So the mood is like neutral good, I would say. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I can totally imagine, especially if we're used to a couple of months of progress looking a certain way having to dial back a little bit and for the progress to be just that you're peeling for a second and getting better is like, there's a huge difference, but they're both like equally valuable. And like, you wouldn't have all those months of like progress and traveling around and building your podcast and business without like that time to like relax and like really look after yourself. But yes, so Lindsay and I actually initially met through a project that is still under works called Period Dow. Um, so I would say from the first time that we connected, it was always over things like menstrual health. Um, Lindsay's also knows a lot about data privacy. And the time when we first spoke, um, we were talking a lot about what data privacy was going to mean in the wake of Roe v. Wade being overturned. Um, talking a lot about different period apps and what we're, we were using. Um, so our friendship from the inception was really centered around these topics. Um, but one thing that we haven't had the chance to talk about, or maybe just at a very high level, um, Lindsay, about your very first period, um, feel free to just set the scene wherever, kind of how old were you, who was there? Um, did you even know what a period was when you first got one? I'll, I'll let you take it away. 
Yeah, I actually remember I'm going to start a couple years before because when I was in fifth grade, my friend Kelly had come up to me and said, has your mom had the talk with you yet? The talk about what? She's like, like tampons and periods and stuff. And I was like, I don't know what any of that means. So I went home and asked actually. Um, so when I was 10, so I, and my, 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 both my parents were actually really open. Um, my dad is one of the rare, extremely supportive creatures when it comes to dads and periods, which I've been forever thankful for. And my brother actually was too. We're just raised in a house in a household where health was talked about, which, um, isn't necessarily the norm, but hopefully will become more of the norm. Um, so I had an idea of what was happening. But as I was reflecting back on my very first period, I was thinking, and I want to give a content warning because for anyone that's having a tough day, this is a sad story. <laughs> um, so I don't, I, I, I don't want to uh, uh, make any qualms about it. Um, and it actually, it, it starts with um, my mom was diagnosed with a terminal cancer, and so at the time of my first period, she was actually living out west with my dad in Seattle, and I was being taken care of by my older siblings um, while she was getting very specialized treatment. This was before the days of FaceTime and video calling. I think it was, as seventh grade, so it was 2007. Um, and I got it at Camille Gilmore's Halloween party <laughs> when I was 12 years old. Um, and I didn't, I knew what it was, but I had no idea how much I was going to bleed or what impact it would have or how I should handle it. And because my mom wasn't there, I wasn't exactly sure what to do. And my sweet, sweet sister was just incredibly stressed out. She was 19, going to college, working a job and taking care of me, her 12-year-old her sister. So she just had a lot on her plate. So I felt nervous about telling her and I didn't know how to talk to my friends either. So I actually, I do remember, I think I was at a sleepover, so I had a change of clothes and I don't remember, I think my first period was pretty light. So maybe it was just like, it all, I don't remember exactly what happened, but I was, you know, kind of okay. Um, but I changed my clothes and I went home and I had my sister help me a little bit, but I didn't, I didn't allude to any of the fear or nervousness or anything like that. Um, and then my mom wound up coming home. She's away for about three months and this happened, I think month one, one and a half. And so when she came home those couple months later, she was just distraught that she hadn't been there for me, which was really sad. And she came back like 60 pounds lighter with burn marks on her head. And like, I mean, she just looked completely different. It felt completely different And there. She was feeling bad for me. And I felt so guilty that I had done that to her. So it was like, there was a lot of, a lot of confusion and, and sadness around that, that first time. And there's, I have very clear memories of it, of my mom, like crying and hugging me in the airport when she came home again, for a multitude of reasons. But one of the first things she said was, I can't believe I wasn't here for that. Um, so things since then have gotten better, <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, that, the very first one was, I think like a lot of people, you're kind of out on a desert island stranded a little bit. And, uh, I, I wish I could have had my mom in that moment. Um, but I was, I was very lucky to have a wonderful sister and to have parents who had set me up for success, at least a little bit beforehand. Um, so yeah, that was my, my first ever period. Well, oh, also, I was, yeah, I was dressed as the devil for Halloween. I don't know if that makes a difference to anyone, but I remember. <laughs> That's pretty good. I, so I was wearing a black skirt, so nobody knew. Amazing. <laughs> Did you get, so you got your period, was it like the day of Halloween or was it right before? It was at this Halloween party. I don't remember oh. how exactly that fell, um, but it was like one of the middle school parties too, where someone's parent actually rents out like a local rec center kind of thing. 
So it was like a big party. <laughs> Fire. Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, thank you so much for, for sharing that story. I know there was a lot of like difficulty and I'm sure a lot of, you know, grief and sadness and entailed in that story, but at the same time, also a lot of beautiful, positive family um, memories, just in terms of, you know, your mom and your dad, you know, it's, as you mentioned, it's kind of rare for, for fathers to be really in the picture when it comes to that kind of stuff. Um, mine certainly did not have capacity to, to be there for that way in me, but wow. Yeah. Um, that's great that your sister was able to, you know, as much as you were able to kind of put on her, facilitate, um, you know, being for you there in that situation. Did you have like products when that first happened? Did you have things ready to go? Were you kind of just like, hey, like sister, like I'm grabbing these from your purse? I don't remember. And she actually, she wasn't there. So I was just with friends. And from what I remember the very first night, it was nothing terribly heavy. So I just remember kind of changing pants and then going home the next day and being like, what do I do? Um, and I definitely was someone who wore pads for a really long time. Tampons really intimidated me, as I think they do a lot of young women or girls, especially. Um, so I remember wearing like just panty liners for a while. And actually in eighth grade, I specifically, I had like a bleed through because I wasn't aware of, um, like, I just didn't have a high flow. I mean, when you're 12, like it's not really a high flow rate yet. I guess I had a bleed through in eighth grade and that's when I started, I guess expanding how I used pads and other products um and I actually I remember that bleed through because that was also very clear it was like at an eighth grade awards ceremony and like my friend's hot older brother was sitting behind me was the one who noticed of course um and I didn't like at the time luckily we'd had a pizza party that day too and I was like I think I sat in something because I actually really didn't think it was my period um but so everyone like nobody noticed and I played it off pretty well. And I remember being embarrassed about it when I got home. And it was my dad who was like, sweetie, don't worry about it. Nobody's going to remember this. It's probably going to happen to you again. I'm like, this is just what your body does. It's okay. Um, and again, yeah. shout out to me. It's one of those things through. that it's one of those things that stays in your own memory and just like is burned into your own memory and no one else remembers. It's like all those things that like, I mean, not that that is embarrassing in any way, but you know, like the things that like you remember you did 10 years ago and like you can't go to sleep because you're like spiraling on that thought as you're going to sleep absolutely no one remembers people were like oh like that's a pepperoni probably yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and it was nothing major you know it was like not even that noticeable so luckily i played it off all right but i was definitely embarrassed and i actually have not had another play thirsty let's go yeah it's really funny i have I actually had a lot of friends who were terrified of bleeding through probably because it had happened before and like it happened to me too it's like very very common um but i remember i had this one friend growing up that every time she was on her period i had tons of classes with her she would like get up and be like sophie look at me look at me like and she would like turn around <laughs> like look, look over her shoulder i'm like you're good <laughs> you're good <laughs> my sister had this weird obsession with always wearing white pants so that people would not know it was like her way of being like and she would like double up and like wear white pants just to like prove really? to everyone that she like, know, wasn't on her period <laughs> yeah it was like high school stuff no like, there's never an ex they were probably from aeropostal like that's always yeah like, what else did we do in the early 2000s honestly <laughs> that's that's really funny i thought you were gonna say like she like wanted to like bleed through or something um no. <laughs> Yeah, she was careful, but it was like more of a like, I don't know. 
a signal, I guess. To yeah, it's funny. And I also like, I was super embarrassed of like being on my period when I was younger, like people finding out that I was on my period, uh, which is so the opposite of me to that now like whenever i'm on period i'm like i will not i will tell like people like everyone i'm like don't talk to me or like <laughs> i'm like trying to make it like known but i remember also when i was in must have been middle school i would keep little tampons in my pencil couch just in case and honestly i wasn't even using tampons at the time it was just like i like took them out of my mom's purse i'm like just in case <laughs> and um yeah, and I remember um, one time my pencil pouch like fell from my desk, and there was a guy there that was super super cute, and he picked up the pencil pouch, and like one of the tampons fell out, and that was like the end of my life. And of course, he was like, "Oh my gosh, what is this?" And like, just like so far from like how much I would care about it today. <laughs> um, yes, so let I, me. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, let me ask you, do you think the caring about it thing, and I think it's a little bit of both, but do you think that's like a societal change or do you think it's like an age thing? It's probably, I think it's a little bit of both, but I'm not so sure. That's, I'm reading that right. that's honestly such a, such a good question. I think for me personally, I don't think it's an age thing because there are older women in my life, my my grandmother and my mom, for instance, that are still very, like, don't want to talk about it. Protected. So it, yeah. yes. So it might be a generational thing as well as a societal thing. So I guess those two kind of go hand in hand. Um, I'm not quite sure. What do you think? I feel like it's more, like, things are way more open than they used to be, Um it's it's also, it's tough for me because I grew up and I still live now, although I did move away for a little bit. I live in the DMV area and I've always grown up in an environment where um, public health was like school health, sexual health was very thorough and we talked about it and we talked about it at home. Um, and it wasn't as taboo as, like, it, it took me until going to college where I was like, wait a minute, you guys think I learned like all the different ways that you could not get pregnant or about all the different birth controls. Like we did all of that in, in high school. Um, and I, I didn't know that that wasn't the standard. So I think my view is really biased on that. Um, I feel like the, the world is opening up a little bit when it comes to like talking more about women's health and especially because of what's happening uh, in the Supreme Court. Um, but that could definitely be my own bias of where where I live. I do remember there was a brave soul when I was in high school. Shout out to Rebecca Hurwitz. She would always, when she need, was on her period, need to go to the bathroom, would just pull a tampon out of her bag and walk out like it was nothing. Um, and that was not a bad bitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was, that was, yeah. Even if I did that and, at my job now, people would be like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't a big deal or a small deal. You know, she just literally just, like it wasn't and it doesn't seem like a radical act but at the time it was and i i think you're right i think that there's definitely certain scenarios today where that's still a radical act um but i hope that people are getting more comfortable with that way of living because it's really like not that big of a deal (laughs) it's not that big of a deal and it's like i think the like the stigma and more so this like the shame rather than the stigma around it like makes it like so secretive and i like 
even growing up, like I felt there were so many things that like I couldn't even talk to my friends about, whether that was like period related, sex related, anything like this, just because it was like this unspoken thing, which is really weird because it's such a normal part of life. And I think so many people could benefit from what other people have experienced or, you know, if I'd met someone like you growing up as someone who didn't necessarily have, we had sex ed, but it wasn't the best. I don't think we learned about condoms. It was mostly what? I don't even, that's yeah, I don't think we did. Like, that's crazy. Well, I mean, even the fact that like I had sex ed was like, I mean, from a lot that's of people true. I've talked to, like yeah. they didn't have any of it. Um, but it was definitely, so I grew up in Dallas and it was very, you know, we there learned about is. period. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we learned about <laughs> periods and all of that, but it wasn't like, it was very, I would say abstinence based, um, in the sense that they didn't really talk about sex. They were just like, this is how you have a child one day. Um, so I would have definitely benefited from, you know, like having open conversations with someone who like had had you know decent or like it sounds like really good sex ed um and i think i also grew up in a time where like yes like we had the internet but it wasn't like i could go on like a sex educator educator's tiktok page and just scroll you know what i mean which like has, yeah, yeah. Not, which has not at all like my first smartphone <laughs> no. i got when i and to be fair i was one of the last people to get a smartphone but i got it as i was leaving for college like it was not <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. I remember when there was like, um, I had kind of a smartphone, but for me to connect to, I think it was MySpace at the time, it was like charging me like $10 for like 10 minutes. And I like wanted to oh log god. on when I was in, a, um, I think I was in a, on some kind of road trip and I get home and my dad is like, this charged me $30. I was like, I sent one message. <laughs> I mean, it was probably like 2007, it was probably like 2006 or 2007. But yeah, but there's so much access to getting that kind of information now in a way that's not like, you know, Googling medical journals or like having to, what I'm trying to say is that a lot of this information is more palatable now. Like it was yesterday that I was on TikTok and I found like this lady that was talking about like STIs in a very healthy and like sex positive way. And I was like, that's so awesome. She has like 2 million followers. Like that kind of stuff just wasn't around when I also got my period in 2007. Um, <laughs> shout, shout out. Shout out. Good year. Yeah. December. It must have been December. I remember because it was my dad's birthday. It was December 5th, 2007. Um, <laughs> Katie Coke. Shout out, shout out Katie Coke for birthday party. <laughs> you remember these things. Happy belated birthday to your dad. We're like right around December 5th. And happy shout anniversary, out, happy anniversary to you. Shout out <laughs> Philip. Um, I don't think he's going to be listening in on this, but if he does one day. <laughs> okay. Okay. Awesome. So you laid the scene out. Um, seemed like you had like a very positive, but also on the other hand, um, there was some grief involved with getting your first period. Um, how did that lay the pavement for any kind of birth control that you decided to take or, or not to take down the line? Yeah, we, um, I don't remember how that discussion went because I do remember like we were given pretty substantial leeway in our relationships. And I think part of that is because my parents knew that we wouldn't, any of us wouldn't be sexually active until we thought we were ready. Um, 
And they kind of trusted us to make that choice, which I really appreciated. And I do remember the only thing my dad ever said about any of my high school boyfriends was don't get pregnant. Um, and at that point, I was actually in college. I was still a teenager, but it was like, my, I think my first semester of college, I decided to get on birth control. And that was actually because I was having really painful acne, um, like big, like purple welts on my back that just hurt so badly. And so I went on to try to balance things out for that. Um, and I think it was that winter break when I came home and I said, oh, I'm actually on birth control. My dad said, oh, good. I was hoping you'd do that. Um, so again, like my parents weren't like, I wouldn't say they were fully sex positive, um, but they were fully, they were very trusting of us to be independent and make our own decisions. I think particularly when it comes to me, because I'm the youngest, um, they saw the first two and they were like, eh, not bad. <laughs> She'll be fine. Yeah. The youngest <laughs> always get a little bit of leeway. So I'm the yeah. oldest and I have three younger brothers. So everything with me was like yeah. a lot stricter. And then the rest of them is like, oh, it's fine. Like, mm-hmm. come home whenever. <laughs> yeah, that's actually, I do. In high school, my dad would ask me why I was home at midnight. That's my curfew. And also it's illegal for me to drive past midnight. He's like, oh, he's like, like, he's like, my daughter is not, my daughter's not cool. <laughs> yeah, my mom actually, I was like, yeah. I, I'm a sociable person, but I was a big reader. My mom used to like beg me to go out. And I don't regret going on hormonal birth, birth control um, because at the time it was it was the best option and it did help a lot with balancing and acne. And I'd always had very irregular periods anyway. Um, even now, we, we have very long cycles in my family. It's typically like one period every two to three months. Um, not, and I'm finally starting to balance after a year of being off hormonal, hormonal birth control, which is a word I can't say apparently. Um, I wish at the time, though, I would have known more of the effects and impacts of HBC. Um, when I So I wound up being on it for nine years after I started taking it when I was 18. And I just went off about a year and a half ago um, now. It might have even been last time. I can't quite remember. But the point is, I haven't been off for nearly as long as I was on or as nearly as long as I was on it. Um, and I have a lot of regrets for how long I stayed on it. I think it was really good for dealing with that acne issue. And when I say like, they were like painful, like I couldn't like lay on my back without it hurting. So I, I certainly oh, I understand. solving I had, Yeah. Oh yeah. I've been <laughs> on Accutane twice. Like I, I really bad cystic acne. Like this is after oh. Accutane twice. So. And it hurts. Like it's so painful. And that's died. the thing. It's, it hurts. I didn't yeah. care about the looks. It was the pain. Um, so. Yeah, I don't regret solving that problem by any means. I wish I would have explored other options uh, that were non-hormonal when that started balancing out as I got into my mid-20s. And now in my later 20s, I'm very happy to be off of it. Um, I I feel, and I tell everyone this, I feel like a completely different person. I felt like I was living in a brain fog for years. Um, Actually, it was about four months ago when I realized I looked at my husband and I was like, when's the last? time you've seen me take a nap and he was like I can't remember and before that I was like a two to three naps a day kind of person I would always struggle with I in my sister she like thought I had a problem because I would always just be like I'm so tired I'm so tired and like just years of that um and getting off birth control has helped that tremendously I'm not going to pretend that I know the exact causation um but I certainly feel a lot more energized and I have a lot more like my libido went up for the first time in years. I'd struggled with that a lot in recent years. I actually like have a sex drive now, which is something that just disappeared when I turned like 27. <laughs> so it's like nice having that back and like yeah. actually like feeling good about myself in that way. Um, so her- hormonal birth control is like a cautionary tale for me. It's like 
if you need it when you're younger to help balance when things are like really out of whack when you're 18 19 20 like it, it also can help with like moods and stuff like i was i was pretty hormonal teenager so like i'm not against it but it's like the length of time can really start to mess with you um but yeah cautionary tales with that one yeah, absolutely. And I think from, from myself included and a, a lot of other people who have been recommended hormonal, hormonal, I also can't say that word. Something's going around yeah. hormonal birth control um, or HBC, which is how I'll refer to it from here on out. Um, they're often recommended it for things like acne, for example, um, or for periods that are super painful and irregular. And I'm totally, totally on board with you. And I say this in every single episode, but I think hormonal birth control and other forms are awesome. I think they're super amazing. I think what is lacking is information as to potential side effects that they can have, um, information as to exactly what they're doing for your body. And yes, there are other options if they're not. Um, as someone who didn't try to go on it until she was 20, 19 or 20, um, I've genuinely went on it for a similar reason as you, which was just, I had never had acne before ever. Um, I thought I was like one of the lucky ones. And then I think the minute I turned like 20, um, I started getting horrible, horrible acne. Um, at the same time I started being sexually active. So I did, you know, what everyone thinks is the responsible thing to do. I went to the OBGYN and got like a regular oral contraceptive, uh, prescribed to me and I think from week two, I started having like horrible, horrible, um, not necessarily mood swings, but like fall into like a severe bout of depression. I felt like weird tingliness, had just a very, very unfortunate response to it. Um, but I do think that when you are younger and you go on this for the first time, um, again, this is not anything coming from a doctor's mouth, but perhaps your body is better at like normalizing or taking in new hormones and like balancing them better. Um, but as someone who had never been on any kind of oral contraceptive or any hormone for that matter, my body was like hell shocked by it. And I will say the majority of people who I have met who have been on hormone HBC for, um, for like, you know, like the better part of a decade, um, went on it when they were really young. And I think with that, kind of goes to show is that that just becomes the normal and they're not maybe not even aware that there's like a different feeling or they're just say like something like oh yeah i'm just sleepy regularly or like That's yes like i yeah <laughs> how are you supposed to know and it's like you can't like you know you're not feeling horrible you know you're not like sick you're just like a you're a sleepy girl <laughs> yep i yeah I, I self-identified as a sleepy girl for many years. Um, yeah, <laughs> but there's like, there's, yeah. such, there's just so many effects of it. And I think those symptoms aren't really talked about. And yeah, I'm like glad you're able to figure that out. And um, how was coming off of it after that long of a period? Was it like you felt like better like immediately? Did your periods come back immediately? Were you even getting them on the birth control? Um, while you were taking it? Um, yeah, so I was on the kind where I got four periods a year, the seasonal uh, birth control. Um, and that actually was pretty in line with how I was before I started birth control. Like I said, I had maybe five or six. So it wasn't, I think if I was a, a person who had them monthly, it would have been a little bit more difficult for my body to adjust. Um, 
but getting back off of it, uh, my, I still haven't quite balanced in like having a cycle length. I'm still like very all over the place with that. Um, whether it be like one month or three months, it's like, as most of us are Lord only knows. Yeah, exactly. And, um, but so a weird, I was just thinking about this the other day, but a very weird thing about me is even when I was on birth control, I always got a dream. I was going to get my period before I got my period. So typically there's a sign, <laughs> Which is very nice. Um, I don't know what mm, your intuition. Yeah, actually, I was telling my husband about that. He's like, I think you'll dream when you're pregnant. And I was like, Holy shit, that would be so cool! <laughs> my God, yes. I feel like he definitely will. Oh my gosh, this actually. Wait, I have a quick question. When I get my period, I have insane dreams. Like lucid, I, I have a lucid dream. They're so yes. vivid that I. Mm-hmm. You too. Yes, um, and. Like the week, I know, I always know when I'm ovulating because yeah, my libido is like through the roof that week, but also because my dreams are like super intense. Um, but yeah, so it's pretty cool how like your, your body does these things and it's kind of all connected. Um, but coming off has been, I, it was actually a pretty easy experience. I mean, I am married, so my husband's well aware of like the situation we're in um, and we're, we're good. Um and I just like stopped taking it. I also, this was around the time and these things are not connected at all. Um, but I think, and I don't believe that they are, so I don't want to put any misinformation out there. I got in the COVID vaccine as well. And I just was feeling like off for a couple months. Um, I had switched birth controls. I'd gotten that vaccine and I was like, I'm just going to like give my body a chance to like figure it out. <laughs> and so I went off for about six months and then I went back on and I was like, okay, this shit sucks. Like I didn't miss this like dampening of my soul <laughs> that I'm feeling. Um, and so I, I lasted one cycle of being back on it and I went right back off again and I've been off ever since. Um, wow. And it was a pretty immediate impact in terms of like mood lifting or just, like I said, it was the brain fog thing. It was like really like having clear thoughts um, and honestly being less emotional. Um, I will say, I think, I think my PMS has gotten a little worse. Like I have, I have pretty short fuse um, at times, but I'm also like it's so nice, like, knowing that it's coming, you know? Like, I have the week where, like, I know that I'm ovulating and I'm, like, really on a high and I have, like, a lot going on. And the next week is usually, like, I'm PMSing a little bit and, like, my fuse is a little shorter and I'm a little bit ti- more tired and then my period comes. And it's, like, knowing all of that and understanding how that's working, it's been, like, so much easier um, to deal with it. And when I was on HBC, it's not that I didn't know when my period was coming, but, like, I just felt like my emotions themselves were like a little bit more all over the place so now it's like I should like look forward to the week that I ovulate and you know like yeah the week that I'm like PMSing to like forgive myself a little bit and also to like to take that extra second to breathe and like you are going to snap so like be aware that like you just need to and it's like I don't know the, the whole rhythm of it has be, has been a very welcome part and the rhythm of the moods has become a very welcome part of my my life and they're not terribly extreme. Like we're talking about like moving the needle just a little bit with these moves. So it's not like, yeah, totally. But I feel more like me. (laughs) Yes. Isn't it super empowering to know why I thought for me, that was, that was the coolest thing about, I mean, like I said, I didn't have the best sex ads. I didn't know what ovulation or my luteal or follicular phase. I didn't know what any of that was until I had a horrible experience with birth control. And then I deep dove into it and I was like, wow, Uh, all of these things make sense. And like, just as you said it, knowing that I am going through a secular phase where during some of those times, I will be emotionally a little bit more tested. Um, And again, it's not like crazy swings, but it's like, 
the needle a little bit this way and a little bit that way. I know to give myself a little bit more grace and to allow myself a little bit more pause with reactions. And I know it's not because I'm going crazy. I know why. And that is a part for me that has been so fucking cool, honestly. And I think being able to experience that off birth control and seeing how your body like reacts to things naturally has been super rewarding for myself and just getting to know myself better. And also in the same vein, I think my period and um, I think a lot of other people is has always been a reflection of my health. I know like if I have a month where I'm like, you know, doing doing right by myself and like doing like the physical things I know are healthy and like eating well, like my period has become super manageable and it's fine. And then there's months where, you know, like I go out three weekends in a row and go drinking and just like I'm eating garbage. I can feel that. And in a way, it's almost like a mirror of like my health, um, which is like annoying because like, I don't think health is something that like can be like perfect. Like you're always going to want to like, it's it's all about like balancing it. Some months, it's actually the right decision to go out three weekends in a row. Yeah. <laughs> That's totally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 100%. I mean, I am, I came to Miami for three weeks. So you know what kind of, like, <laughs> you know what kind of end of year I'm having. Kind of a shame that like, your own body punishes you for it. But at the same time, it's like, it's like, those are mental things too, where it's like, sometimes it is actually like worth the quote unquote punishment because you're living your life. Like it's, you're not going to make the right, the right choice. And who also is determining what's right and what's wrong. Like, God, if that made you happy for those three weeks and you can recover yeah. the next month, who cares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like, a, oh, my own personal, like, it like checks me. It's like the checks and balances. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So you have have that one thing right. <laughs> the one thing right. Is it working yeah. well? We don't know. We don't know right now. <laughs> the concept of there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so perfect well i know we're at 30 uh, ish minutes um so i just want to take a second and thank you for hopping on and sharing your story you know from the first time you got your period to um everything birth control um i know there's so many things that come up around this topic and hopefully you will come back on and share some more stories um especially with you know you coming off birth control i have like so many questions i want to ask you about like your cycle and like how you're charting things um, but yeah, um, I will definitely plug your podcast in the show notes. And if there's anything else you want to, um, let the viewers know, go for it. Um, follow me anywhere, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. I'm not that great on LinkedIn, but like we're all supposed to be professionals here. So I'm on there. I'm either Lindsay Poss or then P-O-S-S or Lindsay the Boss anywhere on those platforms. Um, I would love to come back on and talk about data privacy as it relates to health at some point, something I'm super passionate about, but just for, for women out there, just, um, if you haven't already Google why data privacy matters and why it matters to your period, because I could give you the two minute spiel. Um, but it is really important. Um, so I would encourage everyone to just take a second to research that, um, and keep an eye out for us, uh, posting some material on that at some point soon. So that's I can't wait. Thank you so much.